I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers, and you can check us out every Sunday on Hot 97 at 6 a.m. and 24-7 on lisaevers.com and on our SoundCloud account. You can hear the podcast for free of the show. We're also on iTunes in the free podcast section. And I want to thank everybody again who came out for our Push for Peace show. It was huge success. Lots of great volunteers, lots of great energy, and, and really great discussion. And you can see the video of that also on lisaevers.com. So please follow me on Facebook. That really counts, really helps us, and gives us the uh, muscle we need to be able to do the stories and shows that matter to you and matter to our communities. It's at Lisa Evers on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and uh, Snapchat. So please follow me there and you can stay, you know, I keep everybody posted about the shows and also about what I'm doing during the week as a reporter for Fox 5 News because there's a lot that's going on right now and uh, a lot of times I'm able to give you a video right on that Facebook Live. So if you subscribe to the Facebook Live, you can get notified on your phone, comes up right away, Lisa Evers is live, you know I'm somewhere and something's going on and this way you can see it raw, unfiltered, unedited and what's really happening right there on the street so that's the way we like to do it with the uh, street soldiers so the topic that we're, we're focusing on in this episode the homeless and housing crisis in new york city but it's really a national problem and also the working poor because as this presidential campaign season has gotten underway we've heard a lot of talk about the middle class the middle class the middle class and yet we have hundreds of thousands of people in the united states many tens of thousands here in new york city in the tri-state area who have not been in the middle class who whose dream is to get into the middle class whose dream you know but who are having basic problems with basic things in life like a place to stay like a stable job that pays you with a check not just with some cash here and there where you know you have that job every day where you have a set schedule where you have maybe after a certain amount of time can work your way into benefits and even a little vacation time that is a dream that is becoming more and more elusive for more and more Americans and at the same time we see people going okay money's being sent to other countries money's being put in other places why aren't we taking care of our own why do we have so many New Yorkers that and and people in the tri-state area who just really don't have a place to stay and the uh, coalition for the homeless tells us that you know tonight about 60,000 people are sleeping in city shelters that's one of the highest numbers ever in the history since they've been tabulating it about more than 24,000 of those people are children these are like numbers of small towns and cities of children who are there the stay in the shelters and this is not this is another thing that's become increasingly uh, disturbing to many people the length of time that people stay in the shelters is not just, you know, a couple weeks or a couple months. It becomes years, and it, it's going into two and three years now for a lot of families, and, and certainly for the families that, that I have met and done stories on for Fox 5 News at 5 and 10. But um, I want to introduce our panel. This is what we're talking about, what's going on, because we just heard, too, uh, the, the number of single homeless adults in New York City is up 95% in 10 years. So is this a factor of our economy, of what's happening you know, in the country with jobs and that whole thing? Or 
are people coming to New York because they think they can get benefits, or is that just one of these myths that's being put out there so that they don't have to really deal with the problem? We're going to find out what our guests have to say about that. Joining us right now is Charmel Lucas. She is an organizer with Picture the Homeless. They're a group that helps the homeless out of Harlem, and she is still homeless herself, but she's um, even in that situation, she's trying to help others. Charmel, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. Also with us is Yolanda Ponti. If you are a loyal and faithful Street Soldiers listener, <laughs> long time, you have been able to follow Yolanda and her family's plight. She and her husband have six children. She's an independent advocate for homelessness on Long Island. And that's an, a whole other issue of homelessness that's kind of hidden that we don't really see. We don't think it's happening right. in the suburbs, but it is. And now she's, she, she does have a home for her husband and her children, and uh, but she's still working on this issue. So, Yolanda, thank you so much for being with thank us. Thank you very much for having me. We really well, appreciate well it. Issue. Thank you. Also with us is Rip Michaels. He's a comedian. Um, you've seen him on NPV's Wild and Out. He's now starring in MTV's Wild and Out tour. He's also starring in Living with Funny on Oxygen. And he also has an organization, or works with an organization, Impact Universe, that does outreach for homeless. And he has a very personal reason for doing that because Rip was homeless himself for the first year and a half as he pursued his career as a comedian. So we're going to find out all about that. Also with us is Trisha Kana Francis. She's the CEO of Real Estate Akana. She's a real estate professor at Megar Evers College, the youngest person and the only person of color who is a broker on the real estate board of New York State. So that's a pretty big honor. She's also an advocate for the community, has been working with us here at Street Soldiers at Hot 97 and, and, and Push for Peace for, for many years. So, Trish, thanks so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. And thanks for your continued commitment uh, to the community and, and keeping us informed about what's going on there. I really appreciate it. Rip, I want to start with you about this because people look at you. You're on this TV show. You're on that TV show. You're touring. You got the shows. You got the fans. You got all this going on. But it was a very different picture when you were starting out. Um, it, it, extremely different picture, and I think that you know, like most Americans, starting out, not even just the entertainment, but most of us, this is what's really going on. The first year and a half of my career, I was homeless with a daughter. I never stayed in a shelter, so me and my daughter, we used to stay in Bryant Park and different places like that, and we would go to different hotels and get the milk in the morning, um, because you know they get free milk and a continental breakfast. So it was, it was a surreal experience to to know that this is what it is to to live your dream and to make it in the economy. I mean, the only way I had income back then before like the, the career started taking off. I know it sounds. Legal, but I used to sell metro swipes. That's when you get the one fun pass and you wait 18 seconds and you wait and you can swipe somebody else. <laughs> but that was the way. You yeah, you get a dollar. So I was I was helping the economy in my own way at the same exactly. time, providing lower Supporting mass transit. There you go. Way. <laughs> in my own there way. it is. So uh, it was just a surreal experience. And then I just, when you look out at most uh, people today, you see that we're only one paycheck away. You, you, you'll realize that. And it could happen to anybody. And I think that if you look at these people that's on this panel, it can happen tomorrow. It can happen to my mom and dad. Because I, and you, you said something that's very interesting about how we, we act like we're doing so good and we're sending money, but we're not taking care of home. I think we're pushing this image that America is such a great place and New York is such a great place and everybody can make it, but we're not focusing on the homeless children that, that go without and, and in different programs. And I thank God that I was able to, to, to transition from that and to take off in my career and be able to do such great things. No, and, and I, I think also, too, and, and we're happy to have you, and congratulations on all the success. What was it like for you as a dad, you know, because fathers and their daughters, and how old was your daughter when you, you were sleeping full, on benches in Bryant Park? My daughter was two. My daughter's been with me my entire career. She, for when I used to do stand-up at uh, different comedy clubs, my daughter would be, I have other comedians watch her, and she'd be in her car seat sometimes. I even brought my daughter on stage in the car seat just sitting there while I perform and doing that's five-minute sets. That's great. 
Um, and but but you know, seeing her grow up, she's twelve now. Seeing her grow up, um, it was it's, it's surreal because she really appreciates and understands what we've what we've come from and what we've overcome and and the things that we have going. So that's been my whole team, my support system. I mean, she just this is her first summer uh, ever spending with her mother in eight years. So that was a surreal experience um, to to you know be with a mom for for a while because right. just she's been always me. been with dad. It's always been dad. And thank God you've been there for her. That's awesome. That's my team, man. That's just yeah. <laughs> it's like my pursuit of happiness with a little girl. It's harder with a little girl by the way because yeah, no, you can't imagine. take me in the same bathroom as you so <laughs> you got you got to do what you got to do the um trish with the the real estate situation the housing crunch is that playing a big role because I, I don't know everywhere i go for a story when you know we go all over the place for fox 5 and every every borough pretty much i'm seeing these shiny new high rises there's there's community board meetings everywhere about them wanting to build new buildings and they don't really look like apartments that are affordable apartments they're definitely not affordable nope. apartments i mean my office get calls every day for people who are looking for housing they're not affordable at all you have people calling with section 8 and and or people who've been in the shelters for a very long time and they can't find proper housing or you just have you know New York City has 30,000 people facing foreclosure so when these people are are auctioned off where they're going to go they're going to go back right back to the to the to the to the homeless shelter but these are issues that are not being addressed at all and this is not just new york city this is across the whole country these issues are not being addressed and as we spoke about before the the storage companies you know you go into certain neighborhoods these storage companies are building everywhere and you know doing real estate empire boulevard when right. you and i were talking on empire boulevard it's like that's the building boom or these wow. storage everyone's going like does everyone suddenly have so much stuff they have to get rid of the buildings are so huge if you were to take those buildings you could put 50 to 100 nice affordable apartments in them but for some reason there's a master plan to put storage units instead of apartment buildings but you have a theory about the storage units i think it's a plan i think because if you call a storage company you dial one Here's for storage. Dial two, here's the auction department. Right, right. Exactly. If you look at them, a lot of the moving companies have partnered with the storage companies to come get your furniture. After three months, they auction your furniture off. I believe it's part of the whole foreclosure homeless issue. I was reading an article in the Daily News about a year ago where the city, HRA, pays for homeless storage. So I just think it's a whole master plan. And and you you have to look at the city. And these are the people home. that have had apartments or had homes. They had homes. Wow. And then now they're now they're putting their stuff in there. I want to talk a little mm -hmm. bit more about that. But Sharmel, tell us about your situation. Well, my situation occurred from Hurricane Sandy, and um, unfortunately, um, Bloomberg he put um, a lot of families in these five star hotels for a year. Spent over a hundred thousand dollars, and after the hotel system ran out. He put everybody out the the system of the hotels, and everybody went. Some people went to the shelter. Some people went to the street. Um, I still run across Hurricane Sandy survivors. There's some sleeping in the street. A lot of them are seniors. A lot of them um, health issues from not um, being able to eat. Um, really stressed out. Um, I'm in a couple shelter down at Catherine Street. It's a school, Stole Alfred E. Smith School. We walk up 84 steps every day to get to our floor. We have a 70-year-old lady uh, with a cane. She walks up 84 steps oh, wow. every oh, wow. day. Um, I mean, since we've been in the shelter system, I've learned a lot, especially through Picture the Homeless. 
um, actually how much money is being spent, any range from 4000 to 5000 and, and I want to talk a little bit more about that, the, the, the amount of money and where the money mm -hmm. is going. But we need to take a short break. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Follow me, please, on Facebook, at Lisa Evers. Like my page. Subscribe to the live broadcast. You'll be very happy that you did because you'll, you'll get to see stuff that you can't see anyplace else. And uh, we're talking about homeless housing crisis and the working poor. We'll be back right after this. Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Sierra, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics tricks baby and real people only on hot 97 welcome back to hot 97 street soldiers i'm your host lisa evers what we're focusing on in this episode homeless and housing crisis and the working poor follow me on twitter facebook google plus instagram snapchat at lisa evers and uh, let me introduce our panel charmel lucas she's with picture the homeless she's an organizer but currently homeless yolanda aponte is a mother of six married mother of six she was homeless with her family for several years she's an independent advocate now rip michaels a comedian a tv star mtv's wild and out mtv2's wild and out tour living with funny on oxygen he also works with impact universe and outreach group for homeless, for homeless people, and he was homeless himself for the first uh, year and a half of his career with his little baby daughter. Trisha Connor Francis is with us. She's a CEO of Real Estate Akana, real estate professor at Meg Rivers College, and she's the youngest person and only person of color as a broker on the real estate board of uh, of New York State. Yolanda, let me talk with you about this. You know, Rip was talking about with his daughter. What does it do to the kids? Because that was that was something I've noticed when I've done these stories. It, it's just the kids. You know, we had one family, a single father with three kids, and seeing the kids when they were living in the shelter for two years, and then seeing them like six months later after they'd been in an apartment, it was like night and day. Oh my God, thank you so much for bringing up that point, because that is a point that's so overseen and missed so many times by so many people. The damage, the emotional damage that's done to these children, the parents, the children, the whole, they don't realize the psychological damage that it does to them mentally, how withdrawn the children become, the lack of... When, you know, my, I have, I was explaining to her earlier in the conversation, my son, my middle-aged son, um, Noah, when he was going through it, when we were going through it, he was two, three years old. And he became so attached to, to us, never wanting to leave us, that when he goes to school, he becomes withdrawn and he doesn't conversate. He's I still to this day in third grade now. So he had a good four years of school that he's tried to get a claim to, and he can't come out of that shell. He's still, everything is, you know, he's, he has the, just, uh, the routine of going to go into class, take out your backpack, and everything, he's always asking for permission. And they said to me, you know, why does he always do that? And I'm like, well, when he was young, he had the shelter life. And the shelter life basically is you can't do anything from getting something to drink, going to the bathroom, getting something to eat, nothing that you can do without asking for permission first. And everything is such a militant style structure that these kids are constantly being yelled at. Even if they're in the TV room and they're laughing and they're getting too loud, they're laughing too loud, they're being yelled at for laughing too loud. So he would be in class having fun. So their 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 personality is very suppressed and they're very so fearful. Much, suppressed so much. Suppressed so much. It's just it's really. And have you seen a change in him now since? He's starting to come a little bit out of it, but you're talking about a good. We're now in secure ground about two years in now. And even till this day, it's still a struggle, a struggle with him, a struggle with us trying to get still back on our feet. This, this, this months that I still go down to the outreach, the church outreach to get food because it's a struggle. So even with me getting into care ground now, the, the, real, the reality is there's so many people that are in need in so many different ways. But Yolanda, it's explain to people because I, I, I know what some people are thinking right now because the people that are listening to us at this early hour on a Sunday morning, a lot of them are going to work or going to a second job or whatever. They're like, how is it that an able-bodied woman with a husband 
can be homeless. My husband's still looking for work. He went back to school, got educated. He, he went to and college. And what was he, he doing? What was he doing before college. that? You he both went to college. Yes, audio engineering. I was a paralegal. There's just no opportunities out there. That's the bottom line. And if there is some sort of opportunity, it's for seven dollars, eight dollars an hour. And guess what? They don't want to give it to the grown man. They want to give it to the, ch- the child, the sixteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old, eighteen-year-old, that they can sit there and abuse them a little bit more, and maybe get a little bit more hours out of them. But they don't want to give it. You're either overqualified. Or you're too old. Because there's just no opportunity. And you're talking too old at like what, 35, 45? 30, anywhere from the ages of 25 to a good 45 years old. 25 to 45 and you're too old. That's it. You're That's not getting it. You're not fine. And everybody, please jump in. 30, wow. He sends out, um, excuse me, he, every day he sends out his, his, his resume to 30 different places daily looking for work over and over again. And the response is constantly always the same. Sorry, we filled the position. He finds out from a younger person. You know, it's, it's, it's really sad. What's going on? The affordable housing, there is none. There's no affordable housing. That's the biggest problem right there. Well, let me let me. Ask, I want to you you bring that up, and I want to I want to ask Charmel, and I want to ask Trish about it because Trish, you 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 know the real estate. You're on all those right. real estate sites. You get all the bulletins and everything like that. We keep hearing, oh yeah, New York City, we're building more affordable housing. We see shelters be these hotels, especially in Queens, like in Masspath, the Pan Am shelter on Queens Boulevard where the, you know, these ho- big, huge hotels are being converted into shelters, you know, shelters because they have no place to put people. Are we getting more affordable housing or are we getting more luxury, multi-million dollar? They're luxury. They're not affordable to us at all. No. You know, you, you have to have your proper pay stubs. You have to have the income. You have to have the credit score. And the people don't have it. I just wanted mm-hmm. to add that I had um, a woman who had called me before. Her husband had left her and she had gotten ill, so she wasn't able to work. She was being evicted. She had a 16-year-old son, and she said, you know, Trisha, I don't know who to turn to, but my son is giving me trouble. He's coming home 4 o'clock in the morning. He's drunk. He's high. I believe he's in a gang. What can I do? And I said to her, this was a couple years ago, I said, whatever time he comes home, she was getting ready to be evicted. I said, whatever time he comes home, call me. And she said, but he comes home 4 o'clock in the morning. I said, call me and I will come. And she called me one morning and he came home like 5 o'clock in the morning. And I said, okay, I'm on my way over there. And I got over there and I picked him up. And I was, he was like, I'm not going with you. I was like, just come on. He came with me for the day. I picked up some other kids from the community and had him hang out with them. And I said to him at the end of the day, why are you giving your mother such a hard time? He said, because we're losing our home. Where are we going to go? Where and he was really go? upset. And, and he said, this is this was, he can't sit there and watch his mother cry about they don't know where they're going to sleep tomorrow and this is how it affects him he's joined a gang he's smoking he's drinking it was just really really bad for him and people don't understand the pressure it puts on the younger kids when she was speaking and she was talking about the kids are drawn my daughter's so withdrawn it's hard for her to meet people and until she said that I never realized that that's what that was from my daughter she always asks for permission she's very very to herself and hearing you I was like wow it makes sense that's what it is because you know being in hotels and and asking for milk and different things like that and being in other places and being being out in somebody else's never having like your own spot yes and I mean we had to we we stayed in Bally's and and we shower in Bally's and different Planet Fitnesses and that's where you know we would just take our showers that's what we did and I would just you know get a gym membership and that was the cheapest way of having affordable bathing every day and then you know working out Uh, I just hearing that was just like sad because now I get it I get why my daughter is so withdrawn and it's hard for her to make friends and she's always super clingy to me if I go anywhere she's always on my hip separation anxieties yes 
No, that those are important points. We're going to continue this discussion on Hot 97 Street Soldiers about homeless and housing crisis and the working poor. I'm Lisa Evers, your host, at Lisa Evers across all the platforms. We'll be back right after this. What it do? This Kevin Gates, and right now I'm kicking it with Lisa Evers. Welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers, at Lisa Evers. Please like my Facebook page and subscribe to the lives because you'll get a little notice and then you'll see stuff that's happening right there on the streets. And to everybody that complains about the video, they're like, why is it shaky? Why is it twisted? Because usually I'm in a crowd of about 30 or 40 people or a bunch of reporters and camera people, and it's me and my cell phone. They're like, tell Lisa's cameraman. No, it's me and my iPhone, and that's it. But I, I, I like to bring it, you know, just bring raw. it just raw and straight and straight and real like that. Anyway, Charmel Lucas is with us, Picture the Homeless. She's an organizer and currently homeless, homeless herself. Yolanda Aponte is an independent advocate for homelessness on Long Island, and she's been homeless with her husband and their six children. Rip Michaels, comedian. You've seen him MTV's Wild and Out, now starring in MTV's Wild and Out tour, Living with Funny. You can see him in that on Oxygen. He's the father of a 12-year-old daughter. He was homeless for the first year and a half of his career with his little baby daughter. She was two at the time, and he currently isn't works for uh, Volunteers for Impact Universe, an outreach group for homeless. And Trisha Connor Francis, she is the CEO of Real Estate Econa. She's a real estate professor at Megar Evers College. And Trisha is the youngest person and only person of color as a who's a broker on the real estate board of New York State, which is a pretty big deal if you know anything about real estate. And uh, she's also been a longtime advocate for our community and uh, really gives a lot of her own time just to helping people in general. So we're, we're, talk, we're talking about the, the the psychological impact. Charmel, what does it do to you? Like, t- tell us what your day is like. You go up these 84 steps. Okay. Um, and this women, this is a city women's shelter. No, this is a couple shelter, and they have, um, we have parents there with, I guess, like special needs children that also stay there, and there's also single women on the second floor. But the third and fourth floors for couples and families with adult children. So is it a private room? Because when we say shelters, a lot of people think this is like beds, you know, almost mm-hmm. like a like a dormitory well, style, like well, barracks almost. Or well, is it since our um, shelter is a school, uh, me and my partner, we have our own classroom, so you can fit thirty people in there. But it's just me and him in there. So we have a refrigerator, a dresser, and two windows and a fan and a have, bed. Yes, and two beds. And for the women, I've heard it could be anywhere from 10 to almost 17 women. In and, one of the classrooms. And, yeah, one of the classrooms on the second floor. And the uh, biggest comp- um, complaint I hear, especially for the single women, they are putting mentally disturbed women in with women that don't have any mental issues. And um, it's been a bit of big conflict. And let, let, let's talk about that because there, there, there's been, you know, w- when you look at the, we did a big sh- big show on this for, for uh, Fox 5 News at 5 and 10 on the, the state of homelessness last year. And we're about to be doing a new one again this fall or an update. But it, it's like people think of homeless as there's homeless mentally ill. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. There's people who are homeless because of economic situations. Yes. Mm-hmm. About two-thirds, the Coalition for the Homeless says, of the families in the city shelter system are actually working, which is very difficult to do when you're in the shelter system. It's just they just cannot afford... You have curfews. You have curfews. You have rules. And then also, too... And you can't bring a babysitter. Like, if you're a single mom and you want to work, you can't bring somebody into the shelter to watch your child. 
which is a, the whole childcare thing is a real problem. And then yeah. too, I've um, talked with a lot of people that um, have jobs, but lose their jobs because at any given time you can go back to your shelter and they're telling telling you they're transferring you, That's and right. they won't even yeah. tell you where you're going. And the other the other issue I heard with with the shelter system for for working people is a lot of the a lot of the jobs, especially the the jobs that you would be eligible for, are you know odd hours or they're you know secure security jobs right. housekeeping yes. jobs these kind of job maintenance jobs those are all after regular nine to five hours and don't you isn't there a curfew in the shelter right. by 10. this is yeah. just so disgusting because the city has the space and the money to house the homeless exactly. properly to give them proper housing it's all a plan they make more money off of housing homeless people in shelters than giving them affordable housing look at all all the land that is all these these storage companies are going up all this mm-hmm. land in East New York is is vacant land they can do it but what's happening is when you build these luxury homes the developers are making more money off the developments than putting in the shelters that's why they do it you rent you have an ap- apartment building and you put in someone who was homeless do you know how much money you get they give they pay you a couple months up front they give you they and it's guaranteed because bo- yes. it's from the government. It's bonuses, yeah. okay? When bonuses? The sh- they give you bonuses. People who are in the shelter, the amount of money they spend for that person, that family in the shelter, they can do a third of that and pay their rent. Okay, and but here's, and here's the thing. Let me let me ask you, because Charmel, you're in a city shelter too, and, and Yolanda, you, you can tell us about Long Island. I, I've had some 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 very brave women, and there were a couple of very brave couples. They actually showed me that. What do they call the that? Budget letter. The budget letter. Yes. They call it the budget letter. Which the is it? It's it, it's the city. The it's city from get, HRA. It's um, HRA. That's yes, that's welfare, Human Resources yes. Administration, mm-hmm. which oversees welfare yes. and homeless and all this stuff. So they show me the budget le- letter because people were saying, you know, they're paying four thousand dollars a month yes, for this roach roach room with with all this kind of yeah. stuff. And so when I checked, when I spoke with the Department of Homeless Services, who were, we were not able to have on the, on this particular show, but who's answered, they'll answer the questions when I call them. Is it you know for the news? Um, they say that that $4,000 a month, that that money is not going to the shelter operator who can be any kind of landlord, but that that, that money includes counseling services. It, it includes wow. EBT, you know, the food stamp card. It includes uh, job tr- job training, well, these kind of things. Rating. What do you guys what think you about it? that? It's all BS. First yeah, of all, when BS. we were in the shelter system in Long Island, they paid for a family of five. At the time, I had five, it was five of us. $10,000 a month for us to be in that one was room. That Okay, to that's one. We didn't get no counseling services, no training services, no job training services, no transportation money given to us so he can go out and find a job or go to an interview or anything and like that. And they sit in our metro cars. And, and on top of it, hold on, you pay a shelter fee. There's a shelter fee. A lot of people don't know about this either. There's a shelter fee that you have to pay. When I was in the shelter, we I paid nine, $9.62 a month out of a $1,200 a month check <laughs> that I was getting towards the shelter fee. Then they took my SNAP benefits and they cut that in What's half. The, explain what SNAP is to people. SNAP is the food stamps, what you right. get. So what I was getting in food stamps, they took half that, they cut it in half and said, because you're in a shelter, they should, be, they should be providing food. But they don't provide food. They have this pantry, is what they call it. And I don't mean to not go short. There's some shelters that are good. They try to do the best they can, whatever the case may be. There's a lot of families that are in need, and I by no means try to throw anybody under the bus. But the reality is the reality. And the reality exactly. Is, well, that's what we want to do. We want to talk about the reality. Food, if I already got it last month, I wasn't entitled to it because it wasn't past another 30 days and it wasn't considered emergency. In other words, there was still I still had bread or I had rice or I had pasta, but I had nothing else to add to it. 
There is sauce no sauce. Wow. meat to put the bread, anything. It's just ridiculous. Well, they put um, my partner and um, myself, um, they combined, made us combined our HRA cases. So we lost $100 in food stamps, and we lost basically about $100 in cash. But how do you even cook? Because a lot of these shelters, well, like no, like the one, no the new cooking. ones, Trish, the, the, the Pan Am on, on Queens Boulevard, that the commu- that like there the were sex pot. offenders, that were there were two sex wow. offenders that were living no, in there. The Pan Am, th- those are hotel rooms. Yeah. So right. you can't, there's not right. like a little mm-hmm. kitchenette with a little stove or refrigerator or anything. There, there is no real plan in place to stop the homeless issue. There really isn't. There is, there is no plan. Though you have to remember who is making money off of people And being who homeless. is making money? The investors. I I'm in real estate, right? right? I'm all for being an investor, but at the end of the day when you so, when you see uh, low income and middle income people going into the shelter and there is no city plan at all to stop homeless. People are in homeless in in the shelters for 2-3 years yeah. and they're Four not and then you see all these luxury apartments coming up. Mm-hmm. You're seeing all these storage coming That's a lot of real estate that's a lot of real estate and you have to go back the city's the one changing the zoning that's allowing Mm -hmm. these to happen you have the investors who are building luxury land and getting a lot of abatements on that land there is no plan it's for the rich to get richer and the poor to get richer and you haven't just just to be clear because and again i'm thinking about everybody that everybody that's listening to this right now you have no problem with people that legitimately buy want to invest and make money through real estate estate. because you believe it right that's what i do it's just it's just what you think is is, is exploiting people who absolutely that's what's happening there who need, is a, no need a helping hand you you have you have 60,000 people in the homeless shelter you have 30,000 people facing foreclosure and once they foreclose they're going into the shelter too and then and then also that number you add because the mayor has said they're they're like over I think it was over 50,000 but it's in the tens of thousands of people have been moved out of the shelter into a low income into into housing that they could afford. I don't know whether it was through assistance or whatever. So if you add those those number of people onto what we have, I mean, the, the, minimal. It's, it's minimal. a grow, but it, it means it's a growing. Yeah, it's a growing, and it's a cycle because, like she was saying earlier, you can't even get when you try to get a, a, a low income housing or a rent control apartment. You can't because you don't have the pay stubs, you don't have the credit score, you don't meet the criteria. So you're stuck in this huge pattern when you can't even move forward. Okay, but let, let, let me let me ask you about this this scenario because this was this was another story that we did. There was a there was a couple of male male and female, the with one daughter's school school age daughter. They were in the shelter. They got out of the shelter. They got in that in they got housing vouchers. They got is that what it's called? They ended up in an apartment. They called us because they didn't like the apartment. But then when we went there, we found out they were getting fifteen hundred dollars a month for guaranteed for five years towards their rent. They were getting about $500 in uh, food stamps for the three of them. And then they were getting on like 400 something dollars for 60 something Mm -hmm. in cash for incidentals for guaranteed for five years. But there's no requirement for anybody to work and there's no disabilities there. Some people don't think that's right. Wow, I, I didn't. I didn't know that they. Did. Is that I like know, a I've real rare? Is that wow, like that's a rare. I've never even heard of that. And I don't think that's the norm by a long right. shot. No. But does that? A vast majority of the people that are homeless are either mentally or physically disabled, domestic violence victims, um, veterans. Um, but the bottom line is, a lot of the housing programs are geared just for that. For the mentally and physically disabled, right. the veterans, for the not just for violence. people who are the best. Ve- no, and let's be clear, because for the vast majority of homeless in New York who are just 
don't have, don't have the money. They, right. they just don't have those issues. They you, just don't have enough money to pay for the affordable housing. Right. Period. You're what gonna do you think? have people that's gonna take advantage of the system. Period. Uh, right. You right. understand? Like I, I know of a of a of a lady. She's she's a grandmother in housing projects, NYCHA housing projects, in an apartment of five, five bedrooms. And it's just her and her adult son. She grew her children up in there, and she just kept the apartments, right? So she doesn't need that apartment anymore. Mm. She should downsize to right. a studio or one bedroom right. and allow a, 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 another a family, family right. that has all these children to go in there. So, you know, you do have people that take advantage of the system, oh, yeah. but the majority but is not, not, not like, like the people that no. are getting so the big checks for running right. these shelters. Right. Is what no. you're saying. Right. All right, we're going to take a short break. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers, at Lisa Evers, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere else. And uh, Hot 97, Homeless and Housing Crisis and the Working Poor. We'll be back right after that. Hey, yo, this is Pat Post with Lisa, Lisa Evers. Put, Put your, your thinking caps, caps on. on. Street, Street Soldiers. Soldiers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers, on Hot 97. You can catch up. If you're just joining us, you can hear this entire episode on uh, LisaEvers.com later today. And uh, what we're focusing on is the homeless and housing crisis and also the working poor. The numbers, I don't care what statistics you want to use, in New York City, the tri-state, and uh, the United States, the numbers of homelessness, of homeless people and families, working people, continues to grow. And yet, where's the big plan about it? Where are people talking about this, like how we're going to create jobs, how we're going to have give people independence and, and uh, their chance at the American dream? So joining us, Charmel Lucas. She's an organizer with Picture the Homeless. She's currently living in a shelter in Manhattan. Yolanda Ponti from Long Island. She's an independent advocate for homelessness. Mother of six, she and her husband were homeless for a while and uh, a couple years and uh, now have a place thank God. Also with us is Rip Michaels. He's a comedian, MTV's Wild and Out, now starring in MTV's, MTV2's Wild and Out tour. You can also see him on Oxygen, the Oxygen Network, Living with Funny. And he also works for Impact Universe, an outreach group for homelessness. And that's because he was homeless for the first year and a half of his career. Also joining us, Trisha Akana. She is CEO of Real Estate Akana. She's a real estate professor at Megar Evers College. She's the youngest person and the only person of color as a broker on the real estate board. And she's also a strong advocate for our community, a longtime friend of ours and a supporter of street soldiers and the and the push for peace. Let's let's focus on on solutions. I'm going to ask everybody for solutions. Charmel, you're the, you're right there in the shelter. You're going through what's going, you know, you're you're going through it. What are some of the things if the, if the commissioner of Stephen Banks, the commissioner of homeless services said to you Miss Lucas, what can I what can well, I do to make actually, your life? Actually, Picture the Homeless have several meetings with Stephen Banks, and we have came up with um, a pilot program called Gaining Ground, and Gaining Ground was diverting funds from the city shelters into some of these vacant lots. Um, people don't realize homeless people do have skills like electricians, plumbers. That could be jobs for them. We feel that people would really enjoy building apartments for their cells and their family and their community. Like a habitat for humanity, but you're yes. building your own. Yes. But That's so a great we idea. Like for, great. Yeah, I love that. We, we um, broke that down to Stephen Banks, and so far we're waiting for a reply, you know. Also, um, we're actually having a, we call it an action at 112th Street at 3 p.m. because the city's about to sell one of the biggest bacon lots in Manhattan. Instead of at 112th Street, yes, and where in is Madison it? Avenue at 3 p.m. today, and we're um, just going to put up a, a stink basically and say no, don't sell this property, turn that into housing for all. 
So, you know, we've so, been, so, so basically to use some of these pro city owned properties and convert them and allow allow people to create a program where um, people the can city's build. been sitting on property. Scott Stringer just had a press conference a few months ago for 50 years. A building's been sitting around. I'm 49 years old. A building's vacant. been sitting around for vacant for 50 years. Wow. Why people are not living in it. That's crazy. Yolanda, what do you see as the uh, as the solutions? I think, first off, let's just say real quick, um, everybody needs to get the, the concept of who they think is homeless out of their mind. Take a look in the mirror, and that's who's homeless. Any, yeah. It could be anybody. It could be anybody. Basic, me, any type anybody. level, and any social, you know, uh, social financial, stand, whatever. It could be anybody. But a lot of the programs, like I was saying earlier, are geared for mentally disabled, physically disabled, the veterans, domestic violence. Well, With special needs, special needs people. Special needs people, period. And Does they should be taken care of. Nobody's saying don't take care absolutely. of them. Absolutely. But what about the help. working poor? But what about the working people? There's nothing to utilize, no plan for them. And I think that as far as like state and social service, they help you out, they give you money. But the minute you start getting on your feet, they start penalizing things and taking things back from you. There's no... Yeah. There's yeah. no opportunity for you to sit there and gain security. So there's no incent there's no real super incentive no. because if you start to work then you lose your, your SNAP benefits, Far your food stamps. Pay for Paul. You just you're screwed. That goes back to way. what you were saying. So like, it's right. a constant right. hamster wheel. Of so it should be so, it should out. be some kind of a kind of a graduated instead of this all or nothing. I've heard this yes. too from people. Instead of an all or nothing type of system, it should be something like where if you do start to work and you can only and they'll only can give you ten or fifteen hours a week because you know it's hard to get forty hours right. a week in a lot yeah. of jobs, is you they that you can keep your keep your your SNAP benefits or your food stamp or EBT card or whatever for a certain amount of time. I think what they should do is give them like a good three year bracket, right? Then reevaluate them, see where they're at. Give them a chance to sit there and build a nest egg of security. So this way, right. they fall in hard times. They're not falling right back into homelessness again. Give them a chance to gain some security, get a bank account, get secure ground, get secure jobs, and then and that's what you they did. And that model, that model works because there was a, one of the uh, Catholic Church shelters for men in Patterson did that with the men that were there, and they yes. had them save, and then they had to get a job, and they let them, you know, they they helped them re basically rebuild their lives, and then when right. they had that structure. Boom, they were ready yeah. to do then it. Then reevaluate the financials. Exactly. And exactly. No one's saying open-ended. Like, That's for the it. rest of your life, you're right. going to get, you know, $700 a right. month for food. But... No. Let's let's at least give people a chance. What exactly. do you think about this, Rip? I think that that's a what you just said is a, a great solution, and I think that that program will work. And at Impact Universe, what we do is we do a lot of job readiness. Um, me, myself, um, Nick Cannon, we give suits to, to to people that are really ready to go back in, and we help people with their resumes. Um, and we do a lot of different things that actually try to get people ready for society that are not, like she said, that are not fitting the actual criteria of what we see as homeless people who have just fallen on hard times, and and, and give them different programs as far as. But we still help the other people as well too the other different um you know sectors yes. of that the the anybody 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 that's really you know wanting to get help and really wanting to start working again we have accountants that donate their time we have celebrities that donate their time we have hairdressers and makeup artists that donate their time to get people where you can go get a fee uh, makeover get a get ready for a job interview we have car services that help you get back and forth for an interview yes impact universe and it's a lot of different celebrities like myself nick cannon brandon t jackson and uh, anthony anderson we're all a part of this program to get people ready um to get back in the environment and, and doing what, what, what about, we can okay and, and, and that that's fantastic and those things are fantastic but what do you what do you say to people who are going through it and listening right now especially the men in terms of the self-esteem because you know how men have to be like i have to provide i have to my husband. It, it, it as a man, it really, really, it's it's an emotional thing. Like I'm, when I finally did get an apartment, a lot of people don't know the story. I got evicted, 
um, and to to be a part of that and to have my daughter go through an eviction and come home and see all your stuff put out on the street and then look at a little girl who believes in you has her 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 hero or her structure to try to. To, I tried to make it a game. I was like, oh, we're moving outside. It's, it's an outside game. It's hard to furnish. But it's it's really, and not let my daughter know that that's what's happening. But she knows. And, and it just depletes you as a man. But it also, at the same time, it gives you, I'm going to work harder. And I'm not going to let this happen to me. And I'm going to do everything in my power to, to change this. And a big shout out to Christine Million. That's who really helped me get on my feet as, as a comedian. And put me in a movie, let on cost a thing and other things. And, and show me how this business works. And it took someone like that to, to, to let me know that. You can do this. You you can do this, and it, it takes a village to kind of help when we all fall hard. Because it can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody tomorrow. Just one bad job, one career thing you didn't get, uh, one injury, one hurricane, one thing that could just throw your balance off. Because right. we're on such a strict budget now, and I, I I think that we should all reach out and do more things. No, definitely, Trish. What do you what do you see as some of the solutions? Because you, you you got that. You're, you're in a rare position and you got a big picture. There's many great organizations and groups that are helping this issue, but we need to all come together. United we stand, divided we Amen. fall, and really push to, to open our eyes and look at the storage companies, look at the vacant lands, like you said, in the buildings, and see how the city is, is misusing them, you know, and giving these benefits to the rich instead of helping us. And also, we have to really put a Band-Aid on the foreclosures, because you, when you're dealing with a foreclosure, you're not just dealing with a homeowner who's losing their home. You're dealing with tenants. You're dealing who are getting evicted. You're dealing with mm -hmm. children. And, and there's a lot of these two-family and three-family homes. Multiple that, units. Where, exactly. where they're, like you said, they're living in one unit and then they're renting out the other two. Absolutely. So the whole, the, everybody the whole, goes. The whole, the whole, the whole house is gone. And then what you, what you do is where everyone doesn't realize, every single week there is an auction that happens in the county clerk. So for example, Kings County, every Thursday at, at Kings County Courthouse, on Adams Street, there's an auction. I remember when I started real estate 17 years ago, it was maybe two houses being auctioned off. Now you'll see the list, it's, it's, it's online. 30 homes so you're talking about 30 homes how many people that could possibly live in that one home you're having thousands of people being evicted every single week in all five boroughs in new york city alone where are these people going they're going to the shelter so if we don't address the foreclosure issue we're not we're not helping the homeless issue on top wow. of all the other people being homeless so we need to come together and look at this and say who is getting rich off of this and how can we actually you know fix this so we are really ones getting help because we're not getting you know the homeless are not the ones yeah. getting and yet there's help. a there's a so many millions of dollars i don't maybe even a billion i don't know there's like there millions of dollars we did a story with um about a gentleman that owned 40 shelters he has a 90 million dollar bank account and mm -hmm. he lives on east 57th street and he's a slumlord Wow. And um, one of his buildings, a young um, child died off a rat poison because they was complaining about the rats and the exterminator was just careless, throwing rat pellets wherever he felt like it, and um, the child died. Wow. That's terrible. And that's just one person, one family. I don't want to say his name, but... And he's getting those checks from the city. He's getting tax abatements as well. well. He's he's probably getting you know credits on the and water. And also they have these um, secret companies, uh, LLP. Well, how do we LLC. look into that? How do we how do we get into that? How do we look into that? So the 
So his name is not really attached. Well, no, they to have it. they have company names. Yes, they can company hide behind names. a company. Yes. They can hide behind yes. a company and corporate name, and, and, the, and the company wives. owns the company. Gets yeah. the checks. The company is right. the the, yeah. the so-called the owner line. of the yeah. thing. That 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 that's really horrible. Rip, I wanna I wanna end with you because we need a little uplift up, upliftment here because you're the you're a success. <laughs> Put all the weight on my shoulder now. I'm over here. I don't want to end with the baby dying on rat poison. I can't do that. I don't mean to. It's up now, Rip. Yeah, Rip. Cheer us Cheer up, us okay? up. Say something. I was like, wow. It's just, I just being a part of this panel and hearing everybody's voice and 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 the different parts of whatever uh, is going on. It, it's just, it's sad. I mean, I really want to be funny, but it's it's really a sad issue. And it, I think that w we all need to come together and make change, especially when hearing that the storage facility thing. I'm like, wow, I never knew because I constantly see storage facility. I was like, wow, is that many people just? That's what we. I, that's I was like, I, maybe I need to store something. I was like, what's going on? That, here? That's why I asked Trisha. I was, I was like, what what what's going on here? It's like every other block. I did. I was like, man, it's a storage facility, gas station, Chinese food store. I was like, is the Chinese people storing stuff? Is that, is that compound chicken? And <laughs> and the liquor store and, and the liquor store it's like no, oh, what's going on now and a weave. There you, but you need to weave we need to weave because there's a lot of clatchy women out there and that's classy and ratchet that's when you clatch it that's when you classy and ratchet <laughs> at the same time <laughs> but we always need weave it's, it's good for the community I think that you know having longer hair builds self esteem it's good, <laughs> it's good for the, good it's, for it's, the it's economy. economy it's an environment it's good, it's and it's recyclable it goes right back to the earth so that's a, that's a exactly. good thing hair there pieces is. for all alright that's our solution alright I want to thank I want to thank you all this was a real heavy topic but uh, a very very important one i'm so glad y'all made time to be with us and talk about it Charmel lucas from picture the homeless yolanda ponte Ind independent advocate for homelessness homeless. on long island rip michaels a comedian and also volunteer uh, Tr trisha akana ceo of the real real estate akana and real estate professor and youngest person and only person of color as a broker on the real estate board. I, you know, I love that whole business mm. thing, just flipping that business <laughs> Like, yeah, no, I, I'm the board member. Yeah. I thank you for guys. having us. This you has know, been a great you, opportunity, honestly. This is honestly, really, really awesome. And a very, very important issue. And, and I want to thank all of you. Thanks, thank, thank my whole team, Lisa, executive producer, Tone Capone, associate producer, Rose Daniels, digital producer, Mia Bell, um, and the man that makes it happen, gets us on the air, the one and only Michael Medium. Big shout out to uh, Roger Milner from Metro Plus for supporting the studio and supporting the show. Um, Randa Gastella, thank you so much for uh, keeping us on the air. And thank you for everybody. Please check me out on Fox 5 News at 5 and 10, Street Soldiers TV and Radio. Check it out on LisaEvers.com. And if you want to support, please um, follow me on Facebook at Lisa Evers. If you have a story for me, if you are currently homeless and you have a story for me, um, you can call my office, my desk, 212-452-4875. That's 212-452-4875. 4875 or hit us up lisa at hot97.com lisa at hot97.com and uh, tell us how we can reach out to you but remember use your mind it's your best weapon i hope it's your only weapon i'm lisa evers let's push for peace